everybody and welcome to the new episode on season six on fit as a fiddle we are resuming after a long pause from the entire summer um that is purely because i took a break after you know releasing episodes for two plus years and having over 100 episodes um i just decided to take a break this summer um, there was a lot going on, I moved homes, I opened up an office, and I traveled a lot and spent time with my family and friends. So um, we are going to roll right back into the remainder of season six with some excellent guests. But I kind of wanted to pause and do one recording for you guys, totally impromptu. I have don't have a script for this at all. I'm just talking to you guys from my heart. Um, it's stuff that I tell my patients all the time. And so I just figured why not give you guys a little tidbit into some things that I talk to uh, with my patients regarding motivation, being able to do the things that you want, but being able to put the effort that goes behind that. So the first thing that I wanted to say is one of my most common questions um, as a physical therapist that I get from patients is, do I have to keep doing my exercises forever? And my most common response to that is, do you brush your teeth every day? And do you brush your teeth even though you don't have cavities? So it's a funny joke, but it's kind of not because in reality, all of us need to move our bodies. That is like the essence of being human is we need to move our bodies. If we stay in one place for too long, or if we move our bodies in ways that are not conducive for ourselves, things sometimes go wrong and that manifests in pain or aches or you know it can affect your mental health in a lot of ways so movement is key and that movement looks different for everyone um it also the what you like also differs from one person to another so there's no prescription for exercise that's like this one thing is the perfect thing that you're going to be doing forever and sometimes that evolves as time goes by as well so in essence, to answer the question of do I need to do my exercises forever, it's yes, but it might look different from month to month, year to year, based on what you like and based on what your body needs as well. Um, but it is really just essentially important to keep up with an exercise program. And so what a physical therapist does or what I do for my patients is we do a comprehensive evaluation and we take a look at what's going on with your body and what's contributing to dysfunction or pain or whatever your complaints are. And then we come up with a plan and that plan does not just include me giving you a massage. No, that's wrong. Um, it doesn't just involve you doing X number of three sets of squats or whatever the case is, that's also wrong. Nor is it just about, you know, just make sure that you use this particular device or sleep on this kind of a bed. It is comprehensive, it's integrative. And so a PT is supposed to take a look at all of the components of your body, that's individualized to you, but also your environment that's contributing to, you know, any of the factors that are, you know, resulting in your pain or dysfunction. Plus, what are your motivations and what do you like to do? Because at the end of the day, if you are not gonna do uh, the things that we discuss in our plan together, there's really no point, right? So we have to come up with a plan that works for you. And so putting all of those pieces together is what is important in coming up with a customized plan that involves maybe some level of manual therapy, some level of exercise training, whatever that's supposed to be for that person, and then some level of also functional training. So things like ergonomic assessments can be really helpful so that you can sit at your desk with less pain. 
It's also really important for you to be able to, you know, pick up your baby off of the floor with good form because you're going to be doing that over and over again, right? It's a repetitive motion. So all of the factors that are, you know, in your everyday environment that uh, result in or contribute to directly or indirectly into whatever you're coming to me for, uh, we're going to work on all of those things. So another thing that I tell my patients is, you know, you're doing 10 things to make your situation worse. You need to do 11 things to make the situation better. And this uh, phrase actually comes from one of my instructors um, when I traveled to New Zealand for a clinical affiliation and worked there for a couple of months. And I love that. And it stuck with me even to date. Um, and I say that all the time to my patients because, for example, if your pain results from sitting all the time, then if you're sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day and you only do you know, 10 minutes of stretching, maybe that doesn't net out to you feeling that much better. So we have to modify the way that you're sitting, get you a standing desk, change your chair, figure out a way to incorporate movement throughout the day so that at the end of the day, we're netting positivity and less pain as opposed to just kind of getting into this disgruntled state where you're constantly you know stuck in the spiral of what am i going to do i did what my pt told me or i did that exercise but nothing is changing so that's one thing um the next piece is you know the motivation component to all of this so the best way that i want to put this is you're not going to do something if you don't know why you're doing it so your physical therapist or whoever is giving you an exercise program or telling you to do anything about your health, whether that's an orthopedic specialist or an acupuncturist or a nutritionist or whoever, they need to explain to you why you need to do the thing that they're telling you to do. If that doesn't happen, then why would you do the thing, right? So first of all, if you don't have the information, you need to ask or seek out the information on what are the things that I need to do to overcome whatever this thing is that you're going through and why do I need to do those things? And so sometimes for my patients, it can be really helpful to, I'll create like a spreadsheet for them where I say, here are all the things, the components that we're working on, you know, and these are the different reasons why we're working on them. And then here are the goals that we're trying to achieve as a result of doing this thing. And it can be so game changing for two patients who are given the same exercise program and one is just really told and explained in detail versus the other one that's just given a prescription of your exercise um, for their outcomes. And you really need to believe in what you're doing too, right? So that's also really important. Everything that you're given should have a sound base um, in some level of evidence-based medicine, um, along with clinical specialty from the provider that's giving that to you, plus what are your belief systems and what are the things that you understand about the world and how do those components come together to help you ultimately, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for you to get better. So if you're being prescribed to do something, anything, whatever that thing is, then you understanding it and really understanding it is essential. Um, so one thing that I also help with my patients is getting them to create something or rather access something called the negative space. So I kind of just came up with this randomly a couple of years ago and I was working with a patient um, because I used to draw when I was younger. And so as an artist um, with painting and drawing and sketching, um, my art teacher will always tell me to don't just look at the positive space, look at the negative space. So 
negative space in art world is. So if you have me, for example, you see me in this frame. And so me as a subject matter, everything inside of the lines that would draw my head and body are the positive space. And then everything that you see outside on the walls and the picture frame and the books out there, and then in between my body and my arms here, that's the negative space. So it's the space that you're not necessarily looking at, but you have to in order to understand the big picture of things. So in my PT metaphor, the negative space is actually the space or time that you have that's not dedicated to doing a particular task that kind of just rolls and happens in the background no matter what. And it happens to all of us. It happens every single day. And sometimes it happens every single hour because we have small attention spans as humans. So we actually have a lot more negative space in the sense of we're not just focused on one thing and doing that one thing for any particular span of time all the time. So an example of negative space is the time when you're waiting for your coffee to brew or you're waiting for the kettle to finish boiling your water or when you are brushing your teeth or when you that time when you wake up and then you just start scrolling on Instagram while you're laying in bed. All of these times are, you know, spans of times that you could be doing something else, but it's just mindless time. When you are waiting for something in line to go check out, um, when you're sitting in public transportation, whether or whether you're sitting in a car and likely in a passenger seat in this, in this example, you can't be doing something that's gonna be dangerous. Um, time when you're watching TV, mindless TV, um, your favorite TV shows, all of this negative space is time in your life that can actually be used in small bits, I'm not saying take away all of that time because we do need some negative space and negative time in our lives to function, but just stealing a little bit of that time to do something important that's good for your body that's ultimately going to make you feel better and improve the quality of your life. Because I hear time and time again, I didn't get to my exercises, I didn't have time. And that's not, I know that's not true because everybody has time, it's just what do you do with that time and how do you prioritize that time? So of course you had it, you just chose to do something else with it. So instead of, I can't tell you, you know, you can't do your job and go to work or things like that. But while you're at work, you might be waiting in a 20 minute lunch line, right? So instead of being on Instagram or being on social media or, you know, doing something else, maybe we just take away like three minutes of that time to focus and do one thing that's good for our body. And so your next question might be, well, when I'm standing in a line, I can't be like jumping down and doing, you know, push-ups or something so active and so physical. But when I speak with my patients, a lot of what we do is body awareness and very, very small muscle activation, okay? So the simplest thing like correcting your posture and squeezing your shoulder blades down and back away from your ears instead of being like this in front of the phone. I mean, you guys see this kind of stuff all the time, I'm sure on social media about correcting your posture and doing this or doing that. Um, as a pelvic floor PT, you can do your pelvic floor exercises or what I tell my patients, they're pelvic drills anywhere in any position at any time. Nobody knows that you're doing them. So there's a lot that you could do. Um, even something simple as, you know, you're, sit you're standing and you realize that your knees are knocking in together. Could you maybe turn your knees out a little bit and put your weight more onto the back outside of your heels instead of leaning them forward and, you know, causing more knee pain? So there's tons of things that you could do, um, but the point is 
finding those small spans of time. Um, ideally, if you're at home or you know in a private setting where you could, uh, if you wanted to, just steal five minutes from that negative space to do your exercises. Just a couple of sets of something really small and simple, like body weight squats, if that's right and appropriate for your body and you know how to do them appropriately. Um, so the point is we all have time and we all have the ability to take charge and to make changes in our life. And it's not easy. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I had a pretty crazy summer and there was you know, some span of time that I was like, I'm going to go this whole week with just walking. I'm not going to do my strength training and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to be mobile and walking around as much as that I can, as much as I can. And that's okay. You deserve some breaks here and there too, but not at the cost of your health and not at the cost of your physical or mental health um, and not at the cost of your well-being overall. So it takes a little bit of that time energy, focus, concentration, to get into even a mindset where you can even figure out a way to incorporate movement into your life. But as a PT, I'm telling you right now, and even not as a PT, as a dancer, as a yoga instructor, and, and my whole life just being revol like revolving around movement in so many different ways, I will say that when you do move your body, you do feel better. And you have to move your body well and appropriately. And sometimes you just need a little bit of coaching on how to do that. So don't give up. You always, and don't feel bad if you don't, if you fail, fail, quote unquote, because what really is failure, right? As long as you're learning. But if you don't make your goals any given week or any given month, it's okay. Be kind to yourself, love yourself, give yourself another chance. You always have, you know, the future ahead of you to make those changes. So put in the time, forget about what happened before. And if you, you know, you fell off of something that you were supposed to do or that you knew that you could do. Just get right back into it, create the time, create the space, find your negative spaces, um, see a PT. You don't have to go to physical therapy only when you're in excruciating pain. When you feel like things are creeping up, you can go see a physical therapist then too. We really take a look at your whole body. We take a look at how everything is working and integrating. So I think it's really beneficial to get a checkup no matter what, just to understand better ways to improve posture, body awareness, and how to move better. Um, but especially if you're experiencing any aches or pains. So um, let me know if you guys have any questions, comment below. Um, this video is gonna be on many places, including Instagram and YouTube. Um, and Facebook, but the audio will be on um, our podcast, Fit as a Fiddle. So tune in if you're listening on one of the video platforms, tune into our podcast, Fit as a Fiddle. We have an incredible lineup of guests coming up for season six, and I'm really excited to listen to them. Thank you guys so much for tuning in week after week. Thank you for investing in yourself and your well-being. This podcast is free. We don't sell ads. So if you listened to the show today and gained anything out of it, please share it with your friends, family, and colleagues. And it means the world when you rate and review the show. You can even screenshot this episode and upload it to your social media stories and tag at Sneha Physical Therapy. Subscribe to get updates on new episodes so you don't miss a show. See you again next week with an exciting new guest and topic.